When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, Lazio are through to the Champions League knockout. Round and Milan are almost certainly not going through to the Champions League knockouts. Another fascinating night of Champions League football where it came to Italian teams. Um, two very engaging games, I thought, for very different reasons. Um, I'll start with Lazio, even though I think probably that's the one people are less excited about just because it was what came first. Um, and I suppose it's a, a slightly easier game to 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 get to the nub of. Um, I didn't think that it was a very um compelling spectacle in terms of entertainment, but it was this gradual build of um this gradual build of tension because Celtic obviously knew they had to win. A draw was going to send them out of Europe, not just out of the Champions League, but out of Europe. So they had to to try to win the game. Lazio clearly had to win the game and hope that uh, Atletico got a win over final to send them through to the Champions League knockout rounds, or they could have gone to Atletico in the final round, still needing a result, but certainly they, they needed to win the game to keep themselves moving towards qualification. And they did get it and they got it through Chiro Immobile coming off the bench and, and scoring two very Chiro Immobile goals. It's been a a repeating story for them in this group stage that they haven't always been good Lazio. I think they have probably been in terms of performances at least impressive of the four Italian teams in Europe this season. Um, but come at me if you disagree. I, I'm, I'm always interested to hear different takes on this. That they were the better team against Celtic and that shouldn't be a surprise, especially playing at home. But they weren't overwhelming. They didn't look like a team that was smashing the door down. They looked like a team that had more of the ball, but not that many ideas of, of what to do with it, which has been a, again, repeating issue for them this season. I think ever since Milinkovic Savage went, there's just been this lack of clarity about where this team's offensive identity comes from. And in the end, the difference here was Chile Immobile comes off the bench and scores, I don't know how else to describe them, very Chile Immobile goals, poachers goals, that instinct, that ability to, to find the space and to finish 
with a touch inside the box is what has defined him for the best part of his career. It's what he's brilliant at. And I don't mean to say that in a disparaging way. I'm trying to say that in a positive way. And I feel like it's coming out negative, but he's an incredible penalty box striker who scores those goals. And especially against teams like Celtic, who I would say perhaps are not technically at the highest level and are going to leave him opportunities to do so. So Immobile, the difference maker and a brilliant moment for him because he's had this rough start to the season where he has not been supplanted by Tati Castellanos in their pecking order, but certainly has lost his grip on a guaranteed starting position. Um, that is its own story. We've talked about it a bit on the podcast this season. Uh, clearly, Latito signed Castellanos in the summer and then when Lazio started the season poorly and Immobile wasn't scoring at the rate he has in past years, Latito, the owner, looks around and says, well, hang on, what about that striker I paid all that money for? Why aren't you using him? And so Castellanos has been getting those chances, has at times played better than Immobile, but you see the the ruthlessness and the effectiveness that marks uh, Immobile out, making the difference in this game and, and sending Lazio through to the, the, the knockout rounds. But really all through this group stage, I would say, it hasn't always been Immobile, but it has been a story of Lazio just scoring the goal they absolutely need in the moment that they need it. Because in the first game of the group at home to Atletico, it's even Providel, the goalkeeper, scoring in the 94th minute to get them the draw with Atletico. And I have to say, actually, I think that was maybe their most impressive performance of the group. So it would have been a shame for them not to get some sort of result out of that game. I thought they played well in that game against Atletico. So a draw felt right at the time, but it, they did leave it until the last second and it was the goalkeeper who scored it. Then it was away to Celtic. Pedro scores in the 94th minute again. And that was absolutely a game they could have lost in Glasgow. They were not dominant in that game at all. They then got beaten badly away to Feyenoord. Just about deserved the 1-0 win they got at home. And that was the only game against Feyenoord at home where they didn't leave it till the end because again here the goals came 80th minute onwards. So I, I really don't know how to frame this Lazio group stage performance. They've got through with a game to spare, which is impressive. Uh, it was certainly an, a less daunting group than, for instance, the one that Milan got. Uh, when you looked at the draw, you thought that's a group they can get through. But I think that it was not a guarantee. They did still have to get past the Feyenoord team who showed what they were capable of in the game played in the Netherlands. So it's sort of slightly impressive, but done in a way that wasn't particularly impressive. I don't know. I don't know how to frame it. Um, clearly it's a, it's a success and that's all that matters. Uh, I worry that Lazio are going to be really out of their depth against some of the better teams in this competition and a bad draw in the round of 16 could end in an ugly defeat, I think. Um, but perhaps they'll prove me wrong. And, and the thing I always say about the Champions League is there's a long way from December, when the group stage actually ends, in this case, actually November, to February and a lot can change. Players move, teams find form. Perhaps Lazio will be in a very different place when we get to that stage of the competition. Perhaps they will surprise us. But when I look at this team, I, I don't see a team that I think has the means to go far into the competition. Um, so my expectations for them are still modest. But look, great result getting through the group. Certainly something that Mauricio Sarri needed after some disappointing results in the league that we see in the bottom half of the table. So to have the success in Europe, and he talked about the galvanising effect it has on the team, clearly that's, that's a huge result and, and well done to them. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Milan is like the opposite story because... I feel like I've been saying since the very first group game against Newcastle, if this team took its chances, they should have won that game. If they took their chance against Dortmund, I felt they should have won that game. Um, I know that Dortmund had chances in that game uh, as well, the one played in Dortmund. But the first two games of the group, they got two draws and no goals. And I felt like they really could have had a very different story with a bit more ruthlessness up front. Then they get walloped by PSG. Then they come back and beat PSG and finally they, they managed to get something out of a game. And now this game at home to, to Dortmund, it feels almost churlish to talk about it as, oh, well, Milan should have done more in this game in front of goal. Because I don't mean to take away from Dortmund, who, who played some really compelling football at times. And Bino Gittens obviously is a, another thrilling young teenage English talent. And how do they keep finding them in Dortmund? Um and he took his goal really well. Adiyemi as well, I thought had a really nice game. Mats Hummels was brilliant in defence. But at the same time, this was a wide open game. I mean, both teams absolutely just crazy with the the lack of control I felt in the middle of the pitch, the, the, the gaps between the lines, the spaces that both of them had to break into and counter and counter on each other. But when you look at the expected goals from this game, it shows that Milan had a an advantage. And and I felt that watching the game, that if they took their chances, this was a game that was there for them to win. Obviously the most clear cut one is Giroud having the penalty at nil-nil. If he scores that, you have a different game right off the bat. And to me, it was a clear cut penalty. I, I, I felt some of the commentary around that, or oh, is it a handball, was bizarre because there's so many questionable penalties given with the handball rule at the moment. So many things to argue about. Indeed, the big one in the Newcastle or PSG Newcastle game. But to me, if you have your arm extended away from your body, which it was, and there's a shot towards goal and you're blocking it, that's not ambiguous. That's that's a penalty under the, the rules as they are now without question. So clear penalty and Giroud misses that opportunity to give his team advantage. Then at the other end, Calabria gives away a penalty that's just totally needless. Um, he's, he's shepherding... He's shepherding the opponent, um, it was Pino Giddens again, wasn't it, uh, towards the, the touchline and there's no immediate danger in that position. So there's no reason for a player as experienced as him to, to make that challenge, to go into the back of the, of the player. There's just no reason for him to do it. So really sloppy mistake from Calabria, uh, someone who you don't expect to make that mistake. And suddenly you're one nil down, from which point, again, I thought Milan became the better team in the the rest of the first half. I thought they had the better chances. They finally got 
level with Chiguez's goal and a brilliant moment for him to finally break that duck he's had since coming in the summer. And it felt like the game was once again under Milan's control. The start of second half, they were definitely playing with the greater energy, showing the greater threat going forwards. And to me, the game pivots on the chance where Ruben Loftus-Cheek gets by Hummels. Hummels finally judges one of his challenges wrong. Loftus-Cheek gets around him. And I think Loftus-Cheek, frankly, just doesn't keep his composure at the moment when he should. I think he he takes a, a really heavy touch when it's three on one and when Milan should score. Milan should score from that situation, having got behind Hummels with, with the whole the whole number situation favouring them. It, it, it's a really big missed opportunity. And, and if they take that chance again, the same as Giroud, if he scores his penalty, you have a different game of football. But they didn't. And then the story goes as it goes. Manu Gittens takes a chance for, for Dortmund. Uh, the third goal is obviously a, a spill from Mayan on, on that shot from Adeyemi that you think you should do better on. And this is what defines games and that's what defines groups. If you can't put the ball in the net, you're going to suffer. If your opponent can put the ball in the net, they're going to, they're going to beat you in that case. And it's so mundane to break it down to that. But I, I do think that is the story of Milan's group and, and to some extent their season. They lack ruthlessness at the front end. Of course, here they're missing Rafael Leao. When you're missing Rafael Leao, you're missing your greatest attacking talent, your greatest attacking threat. That was always going to be a factor. And if he's here, then very possibly it's a different outcome again. Um, it's not just that when you're missing Leao, you miss him. I think having Leao on the pitch unlocks Teo Hernandez in a way that's different as well. So clearly that's a big loss. They've also had atrocious luck in terms of defensive injuries, now down five out of six centre-backs in the squad. So Chiao goes off in the in the second half of this game injured, joining Kalulu, Kia, Pellegrini and Caldara. That's five centre-backs you're out. Didn't even have an alternative centre-back to bring home when Chiao went out. That's unfortunate. People are also going to ask the question of, well, is this to do with the way the team's being trained? Is this to do with Pioli's uh, athletic trainer, Osti? Is there some blame here because there's been so many of these muscle injuries, other team not preparing themselves in the right way? Or is it just bad luck? And that's such a difficult topic to speculate on as as someone who is not in that training room every day and, and watching what they're doing. The methods that are used is is something that we're not privy to. That's something that only the players and the coaches are privy to. So I'm reluctant to get into that, but the question will be asked and and is being asked by fans. I think there's this sentiment growing against Pioli at the moment. It's been growing all season, a sense perhaps that the team stall under him and are no longer progressing. And in a greater sense, I, I maybe even agree with that, that things aren't progressing as they were before. That has the Pioli project still got room to, to grow and develop? I'm not so convinced of that. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I think some people would agree with my next step in that thought, which is, but I don't see a benefit in replacing him right now. I don't think replacing him right now is going to change dramatically the trajectory of this team for this season. And perhaps you need to be making longer term plans. Uh, clearly, 
This group is not yet over. They can still get through. They require a win against Newcastle in at St. James's Park, Milan. And they also need Dortmund, who've already qualified, to beat PSG, not just to draw with them, but to beat them in the final round. And actually, that would have been different if Newcastle had won. So that late PSG equalised against Newcastle was bad news for Milan, because if Newcastle had won, then it was a slightly better picture for them where they could win against Newcastle and even have Dortmund and PSG draw, that would have been good enough for them. So uh, the situation's pretty bleak. I think it's asking a lot of a Dortmund team that's already qualified to beat PSG. And then you also have to win at St. James's Park. Of course, you've got to try for it. But even if uh, that fails, which is the most likely outcome at this point, you're then asking yourself, is, is there going to be another manager other than Pioli who can do a better job this season of shifting in a tangible way, your outcomes. Because the priority for Milan, very clearly, is going to be to qualify for the Champions League again. They've talked about that even before uh, kickoff. You had representatives of the club talking about that. The most important thing for the long-term financial health of the club is just to keep qualifying for the Champions League. So they're third right now. He's already on course for the top four. And I think unless that picture changes... I don't see there's an upside to topping manager mid-season. I don't think another manager can come in with this group and turn them into title contenders. I just don't see it. Personally, I think Inter are simply ahead of them as a project and in terms of playing personnel. And Juventus, as we talked about in the show this week, are doing an excellent job of grinding out those results and staying close to them. I, I can't see Milan muscling back into that conversation personally. So I don't see the upside in a short-term change. Do I think that Pioli is under review for the rest of the season from here on out? Absolutely. I think that unless there's clear signs of positive momentum from here to the end of the season, and I don't know exactly what that looks like, whether it's getting closer to Inter, whether it's just finding some sort of form and dynamism that's missing at the moment and playing a better football than we've seen this season. I think without those things, there's a very real chance that you see a change of manager in the summer, but i Again, I, I simply don't see the upside in the short term of making the change that I know some fans are going to be wanting in this moment of frustration. And it will be a moment of frustration and justified frustration because I think this group, as daunting as it looked on paper, clearly the group of death, I think it was there for Milan. And I think if they'd been more ruthless, they could have got through it and they haven't been. But as I say, it's not, it's not over yet. Perhaps, perhaps there is one more twist in this tale. Dortmund are as we've seen a team capable of of scoring goals and winning games and perhaps they will see their own opportunity to knock PSG out of the competition and, and want to take that even though their own qualification is, is secured. And if they did, then there is that opportunity still to go away and win at St. James's Park. So we'll see, but a disappointing night for Milan, a brilliant night for Lazio and um, a fascinating night in Europe overall. And uh, yeah, Mina will be here tomorrow to have a chat with you guys about the Wednesday night games. All right, guys, speak to you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.